Hi, Chris. Oh, hi, Rob. Fancy meeting you here. Welcome to my humble abode, the 10-minute design chat. Thanks very much, mate. Shall we talk about some board game contests? Absolutely. Alright, lads, ladies, gentlemen, roll up, roll up. There are prizes to be won at the Fair of Game Design Mastery. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, fair person slash Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I absolutely love board games. There he is. We're going to have to bring him back as a special guest on a future <laughs> episode, I think. So, um, Rob, we're obviously at the Fun Fair. You just uh, suggested this is the Fair of Game Design Mastery. But can you can you hear that noise? A low, a low groaning sound in the background. What's that? From beyond the candy floss stalls, next to the hot dog stand, there lumbers an eight-foot hairy Sasquatch. A Sasquatch? Yes, the Sasquatch has come to the fun fair because it's a completely normal thing for Sasquatches to do. Well, Sasquatches have fun as well, don't they? So. But you know what? He's, he's not really interested in the fun fair. He came for you. And he didn't come to, <laughs> he didn't come to eat you. He came up to find out about board game design contests. Mm. This Sasquatch has been living in the in the forest for many a year. He doesn't know anything about life, really. So it's your turn to tell him, in as simple terms as you can, what a game design contest is. Go. So I would first um, greet the Sasquatch with a nice stick of candy floss, because I feel like it would make the Sasquatch feel most at home. It's the closest thing to snow. I can imagine at a fun fair. Agreed. Um, and <laughs> I would walk the Sasquatch with me towards a uh, coconut shy. Okay. And and there I would point to the the, the vast cavalcade of prizes available. Um, some of these prizes tangible. Some of them uh, more internal, like accomplishment and feedback. And <laughs> I would throw it at the, the no, you don't throw I wouldn't grab a coconut and throw it at a coconut, would you? You've forgotten no. how coconut shies work. I'm not, I'm not used to being at the fun fair. I would grab a ball and I would select my ball. Maybe there's different shapes and sizes. I would select my ball and maybe I'll carve a bit of aerodynamicness into it so that I'm going to hit my target and then I would take a couple throws at these coconuts and try and knock off as many as possible and maybe i will knock off all of them and win a nice big grand prize but maybe i'll only knock off a couple and i'll leave there feeling a warm feeling in my tummy and knowing next time when i go to the coconut shy uh, i will do much better after that little detour as usual on this show uh let's have a chat about contests and why they're good uh but why they're sometimes a bit scary and why specifically they're useful to people who are trying to design games so i'm going to open this up with something called the mother-in-law effect have you heard of the mother-in-law effect rob i certainly have um many a room has been tidied from the mother-in-law effect this is the theory that if you have a specific um, goal or something that is pushing you to do something, it will get done quicker. So the example being that if your mother-in-law is coming around, you generally will um, tidy up. And it bleeds into game design. It does. Doesn't it? Yeah. And that's where contests come in. Tell me more. So 
this is an interesting concept that genuinely it i mean it just it just works it does um the <laughs> ultimately when you're um in a stagnant place with your designs or are looking for inspiration um one of the best things you can do is just sign up to a contest now you may not complete the contest but just the fact that you've signed up to it and that there's things like a deadline, there's things like there's constraints and there's rules and potentially there's some motivating factors like prizes um, or like potentially publishers maybe looking at this and this could lead to a game being published. It really does become the mother-in-law that makes you get your stuff together and start getting to work. And that's that's probably the hardest part of starting any project, really. It's it's the beginning, and it's it's the knowing where you're going. Um, but when you have these constraints, and when you have this this drop off point, um, it really does start to form game designs that can make better than you ever imagined. I mean, you've you've recently been involved in quite a few game design contests, very successfully as well. I'd say on the on the solo print and play. Um, have you, what, how did you find this effect? Did you feel did you feel the mother-in-law coming? I did, I did. And um, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I know that you had previously been in some contests and I was a bit, um, I don't know, I wasn't completely sold that it was going to be a great idea, if I'm honest. I heard people talk about it and I was like, okay, yeah, fine. But I'm more scared, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to do it, take the plunge, went into the uh, 2020 solo PMP, that's print and play if anybody doesn't know, um, game design challenge hosted on BGG. That was fantastic. It was a long one, so it was about six months from start to finish. Gave me time enough to develop quite a complicated game, but short enough that I had to really work you know, consistently on it, on the rules and design and rule book and things like that. Getting feedback, making changes, iteration. Um, but it was great. And one of the best things about it, honestly, was it was a really easy way to get lots of play tests in because there were lots of people, mm-hmm. one, they could print and play it, two, they were really interested. And accountability, because people asked about the game and how it was doing, so I had to do something on it. And also just a lovely community to be part of. Oh, yeah. The community, I mean, looking in on, I was following your uh, contest entry and you could just see the feedback from people so interested, whether it's other contestants or just generally people that you're, you know, you'd be surprised how many people who are like not even entering these contests, but are so interested in what people are making because they, they, because as we all know, the board game community is, is really stellar and, and, um, but it's even better, I feel in these sort of game design challenges, because there's a level of camaraderie and there's a level of, I guess, quite light competitive elements between the other contestants but it's in no way like these these contests are usually shaped so that you will play test other people's games and and it's you know it, don't be put off by the fact that it's a competition because that actually is a it's a small motivating factor um but it's not it's when, when, you know we're not talking about the olympics here this is something that actually can be quite a quite a mellow setup and and the community are so engaged and so switched on i will i'll link down to hatchlings which is my game down in the show notes but rob you've had um experience with this as well with Packetin. Mm, Packetin, Packetin, the game that started it all. Um, the reason I guess I'm here right now is the fact that I entered the, the 2018 Mintin Design Challenge. Uh, so fit a game in a tiny Mintin um, with my, my entry Packet Tin. And this was a time when I'd kind of 
was designing a lot of games, but I never finished one. I actually never completed one. Um, I had loads of games that were nearly finished or getting there, but I never finished it. And this was the first, by entering the contest, um, I had the drive to um, design a game and not get too caught up in some of the details that weren't important. You learn what to cut when there's a deadline um, and you don't get too dragged out there. I, I made my first full rule book and realized all the all, all the sort of, sort of how hard that actually can be. Um, I, I did my first sort of graphic design and made my first logos for games. I got my first blind play tests and then entering the contest um, sort of got to see some other great games and that's what started the career. That's what led on to Tinderblocks, the sort of game I have published with Alicat Games. And it all came from going into that contest, not expecting to win, but actually coming out with best overall game in that contest. And and it's it's through these elements that you could be surprised where you know, I'm not saying you're going to go into a contest and you're going to come out with a published game. And I'm not going to say that that's necessarily the case. But the point is, is that actually you can dive in at any any level and um, and you will find something very useful. And, and it's just one more great, big, it's not just a step, it's a leap forward in your game design skills. So yeah, I think it's totally worth your time and energy. And I think that if I was to give one headline, some takeaway message, it would be just to get stuck in. And my favourite place to go is cardboardedison.com forward slash contests. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. But that is a, a website where they collate all the current contests and how long they are on for and what kind of game contest they are. So check that out. That'd be very helpful. We're now at 10 minutes, so I'm going to say bye to you, Rob, until next time. And I'll see you at BoardGameBud.com. And I will say goodbye to you, Chris. I'll see you at 10MinuteDesignChallenge.co.uk. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. And go for gold.